Let's go. Welcome to the Loans on Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans on Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans on Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today, I'm super excited because we have, I think, a really important topic that that is important for for this day and age, Um, and and that is we have Christina Harms Hika. I hope I said that right. Was that right? Um, Well, you can tell me. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, the really important topic today is reverse mortgages. I think so many people in this industry have such a negative uh, you know, a negative stigma or a negative view on reverse mortgages. And we're here to flip that on its head. And here we have, again, Christina Harms Hika, a total guru in this space. She's been doing this for, I don't know, I think 40 years or something crazy like that. But, uh, you know, I'm just kidding. I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. I'm so glad to be on here. Um, I'm super excited about this show because reverse can absolutely help you flip the script. Um, but I'm, I'm Christina Harms Heike. I know it looks Heike. like Heike. No, no worries there. It's common. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a CRMP, Certified Reverse Mortgage Professional. I only do reverse and I switched my practice from regular forward loans to reverse about 10 years ago. And it has just been a wild, amazing a valuable life-changing ride for me ever since. Uh, and then actually, I, I as when you differentiate, there's not that many, right? If you niche down, right. well, then I ended up getting a lot of um, loan officers looking to get into reverse. And just naturally from demand, I started coaching loan officers to learn reverse and do it the right way too. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And so obviously, uh, you know, there's been a journey to get to where you are today. And obviously, you're a successful, you know, top producer in the reverse mortgage space. Um, but it probably wasn't always like that. So, so tell us a little bit about your background, your story, how you got from uh, you know, where you were to where you are today and, and you know, an uber successful reverse mortgage loan officer, right? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I started in my dad's office when I was 16. He, I had a, a babysitting job and I was working at Baskin Robbins and, and he, he came home one day and said, you need a real job. You're coming to my office. Go buy some business clothes. <laughs> That's and so I started regular mortgages then. I mean, obviously 16, I, I was like file cleaning, <laughs> but I, I grew from there. Um, I eventually started to sell real estate and I kind of niched myself as the first time buyer's agent and loan officer. And giving somebody the keys to their first house is so exciting. Or their first home, really. It compares absolutely nothing to the very first reverse mortgage closing I mean, my first mortgage, reverse mortgage, I went to closing. I went to all my closings for a long time. Um, And I hugged the wife at the end of closing after we'd signed everything. And she had tears in her eyes. And she was just kind of a a frail, I mean, compared to me. Like, I was just kind of like hugging her. And I could feel the relief just drain. They had had so many worries. um, And she, in particular, just had so many financial worries. And uh, you could just feel the stress melt away from her as I hugged her. She held on. (laughs) I I mean, I hadn't had clients hold on to me. Like, truly, it just felt like she was so grateful and her life was changed. And it truly was. Um, We can go into financials and everything later, but uh, we absolutely changed their entire life. They got out of debt, no more mortgage payments. They had funds to live on for the rest of their life in the home they loved. It was 
just absolutely beautiful. Um, so that hooked me. <laughs> and oh. over the years, I turned my business to reverse. And that's not necessarily an easy thing. It does take time. Reverse, you really got to build up your credibility. And so one, I'll throw a tip in here. If you are younger, as I was, I was like 25 trying to be like, I do reverse mortgages. Right. Um, if you dress more professionally, carry yourself more professionally, become the expert, read the books, that will set you apart. Now, if you're watching this and you're, you know, 55, 60, 65, somewhere in there, you have a little more uh, relatability to your clients. Sure. So you may not need to have that much uh, put forward, but from for younger people, definitely you can absolutely do really well in this business. And I think because I had to overcome those challenges, I went a little too far and I became more of an expert than most other loan officers in it. And that has really served me very well. Yeah, I love I love that. And and so, you know, when, when was this transaction? I think you mentioned something about 10 years ago. Is that is that right? About about 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So so 10 years of doing reverse mortgages. Uh, in that time, you've probably heard every, uh, every negative stigma or every lie, you know, every myth about reverse mortgages. I'm sure every loan officer listening to this probably, you know, at first we're like, man, I mean, if, if you don't know the reverse mortgage product, you've probably heard every myth in the book that, you know, reverse mortgage products are bad. They're not good for the consumer their scams, uh, things like that. So tell us a little bit about that and, and how have you kind of overcome that over the years? Um, because again, I mean, both me and you, I mean, I worked in the reverse mortgage industry for four and a half years uh, prior to doing, you know, getting into marketing. And, um, you know, I remember, and I, I told you the story right before we went on live, but I remember the first time I told the people that I, when I was going to start at this new company, at this new reverse company, one of my coworkers at the previous company was like, oh, you're going to go scam old people, huh? And I was just like shocked. I was like, man, what in the world is he talking about? And then obviously I went into, uh, I started working there and I realized how much negativity there was around this product. And so uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you know, how do you overcome that? How, uh, and, and I guess tell us a little bit about how great this product is, because really it is a fantastic product for the right people. Absolutely. And your experience is not uncommon. It is surprising to me how many other mortgage professionals don't understand the product at all and have some sort of negative myth or stigma or misconception. And that's really what it boils down to. Most everyone with a negative perception of this has a myth in their head, has some idea of how the loan works that's not accurate. And so what I, th I have found is knowing all the details and educating over those objections before they even come up. So a lot of loan officers ask me, how do you objection handle this one? Oh, the kids won't let me do a reverse. I bring the kids in from the beginning. Right. If this is a family decision, let's all go through the numbers together. And so I prevent those objections. Um, and I do that in my language. I think it's really important. The homeowner still owns the home. That's a big misconception. Right. It's a mortgage, just like any other mortgage, which is a lien on title. You have to keep paying your property taxes, homeowner's insurance, HOA. You are the homeowner. The only difference is that the financial tool you've used to finance your home no longer requires a monthly payment. And you can actually get funds from the equity in your home in a much different way than any other loan product. Um, so details a little bit. They can do a line of credit that grows, can never be frozen. And we're talking about the F FHA HECM right, right now. Right. There are other types of reverse mortgages. I do those as well, but they work a little different. So the most common you'll hear is the FHA HECM. Um, age 62 plus, at least one borrower. That's a misconception too. We can have borrowers that are, or, um, we can have non-borrowing spouses that are younger and we can still do the reverse. Uh, gosh, there's just so many. <laughs> I know, I know. So there's a lot. There's what a are, lot of yeah, there's so there. many. If you want to throw some at me, I'll, I'll handle them. But truly, it's just presenting properly and educating up front 
And knowing how the loan works. That's the most surprising thing to me is some of these loan officers out there don't even understand how the loan works, and yet they're trying to do it. And so that's one of my missions on this planet is if you're going to try to do this product, learn it, become the professional you really are saying that you are. Because on your forward business, it's... The loans are much more similar. So when you have to learn a nuance, it's not crazy. You can do that on a file. That should absolutely never be done on a reverse because it's seniors. They're a protected class. This is the finances for the rest of their life. And you're helping guide them through that. So they're looking to you as much more financial professional than when you were just doing regular loans. Which, of course, we're all financial professionals, but this is almost like retirement planning sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. And I think, I think the biggest, uh, a lot of the misconceptions come about because of what the product was in the past, right? And a lot of new regulations have come out over the last, you know, 10, 15 years that have really uh, taken away a lot of these um, a lot of these things that were negative about the product, right? And one of the things that, that I know back when, um, when I first entered the, the market, I think this was in 2000, what was this, 2000... 13, I, th- I believe, is when I first started in the reverse mortgage industry. And they, they, that was around the time when they switched from fixed lump sum draw uh, to having like the, the limited amount that you can pull up front. Um, and then most of the products went over to the ARM products, right? Because what was happening was a lot of a lot of people were pulling all that money out. And I think a lot of you know loan officers, unfortunately, were pushing you know people into the lump sum draws because, hey, guess what? They're getting paid off the distribution. So, of course, you, wanna, you want them to pull the maximum out because it's going to maximize uh, your commissions, right? Um, but what we would see is people after a year, they ran through all their money and then... There was no money left over, and they couldn't pay their taxes and insurance. And all of a sudden, you know, the bad, the big bad bank is foreclosing on on people because you know because they didn't make a payment. It's like no, it's like they, they needed to make their taxes and insurance payment from the beginning. That was always part of the program. Um, but unfortunately, because of you know probably loan officers that weren't educated enough, again, just kind of going back to this idea of being educated with this product, knowing and giving this guidance to people, like you need to have money set aside. You do need to have some funds. Yes, you don't have to make the traditional mortgage payment, but you still have to make your taxes and insurance payment. You still own the property. And so I think that's some of the, the things that have changed over the years. And obviously, even before that, there was even more uh, more misconceptions and more, not even misconceptions, bad things that actually did happen in the past. Um, and so, you know, I think there has been a lot of changes that have, have, have adjusted that. So um, one of the, um, one of the people, Wait, go ahead. Before we jump from that, can I go over two of the biggest reasons yeah. why people have negative connotation with this? Mm-hmm. I think it's important that you guys know the history of it too. And, and you alluded to it, but I want to kind of give them the details because you need to know this. Your clients are going to ask. It's the elephant in the room. Right. Um, two really big changes, as you just said, happened around 2014, 2015. Before that, or 2013, it all kind of came about. And right. there have been more changes since, but these two changes were really important. One change was before to about 2014, if you had a pulse and you could right. fog a mirror and enough equity, well, let's get you that reverse mortgage. Right, right. They didn't check to see the rest of your finances. So could you actually afford to continue paying your taxes and insurance even with no mortgage payment? Could you keep the lights on? They didn't check for that stuff. So what ended up happening was these really desperate people who really should not have stayed in their home. They needed to downsize. The property was too big. They didn't have the financials. They were given reverse mortgages at much higher loan amounts than we lend today. Right. And then they would blow through the money, just like you alluded to, not pay their taxes and insurance. And then we would have these horrible stories in the news. And it's like, okay, but the borrowers had responsibilities and there were in their loan documents, their loan officers should have, uh, should have. Should have. <laughs> Should have educated them. Um, and then the other thing was the non-barring spouse protections. So prior to about 2015, 
the way it worked was the older you had to be 62, right? FHA HECM requires you to be age 62. And the older you are, the more money you can access. So naturally, what would happen? Well, they would say, well, let's leave the younger spouse off because I can get more money if we only include the older spouse. And typically, that was an older male. And typically, males die first. And for those generations, they were also in charge of the finances. So we had these really bad news stories and just horrible situations where a widow was left not understanding she even had a reverse, not understanding how the reverse worked, what she needed to do, and it was called due and payable. Well, that was not a good situation at all. So now in 2015, they brought in the non-barring spouse protections where a non-barring spouse, meaning they're under age 62, but if they're still living in the property, still married at the time the borrower dies, they can ask for a deferral. And so now that mortgage balance isn't going to be due and payable when their spouse passes away. Or yeah, assuming they do all they need to do, there's some paperwork to be done. But um, but that protect those two protections changed. It should have changed everyone's perception, but it's taken some time. We have to right. get over some of that negative history. But knowing this and explaining it and knowing these protections have been built in, along with the counseling, along with the mortgage insurance, non-recourse loan, all these amazing protections, they're just not known about really yet. Right, right. So that's yeah. my mission. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and it's an education thing at the end of the day. I think so many times uh, it just comes down to people just not being educated on the new rules. And, and some of these aren't even that new. I mean, most of these rules have been implemented really like – seven, eight, ten years ago that, that have protected mm-hmm. the, the, the borrowers since then. And even before that, you know, there were still some protections. Uh, but these newer ones that we talked about, right, the non-borrowing spouse and, you know, the, the, the other limits as far as, like, how much you can pull out have made a big difference in, you know, making sure that people aren't getting foreclosed on um, and things like that. But, but let's pivot a little bit. You talked a little bit earlier about using it as a financial planning tool. Uh, one of my favorite people to, you know, reference in, in that uh, regard is uh, Wade Fow, I think is his last name. Um, yeah. And so tell us a little bit about how you are able to leverage this product and how you can help people, you know, really plan for retirement in a way that uh, allows them to, you know, obviously out, not outlive their money. Absolutely. Uh, Wade Fow is amazing. I'm actually thanked in the credits of that book. So um, I absolutely love Me everything too. he talks about. Um, it, he's He's been such a pioneer because it is a, a retirement tool. But us mortgage people don't do the rest of the retirement plans. And Mm. so he's educating financial planners about, okay, hey, look at the entire picture, not just the assets. Um, Any of you who are familiar with HomeBot, they often say the statistic, which I love, which is 83% of a homeowner's wealth is tied up in home equity at the average American homeowner's retirement age. That means they're trying, the financial planners are trying to make someone retire on 17% of their entire wealth. And it's just not working. It's it, it's not a good plan. It's not enough. People are living too long. Healthcare costs are rising. So they're actually bringing reverse mortgages into the picture now. And so there's a big opportunity for loan officers as well. Now, note of caution. When I say that, I end up getting new loan officers to reverse, not new to the industry, but new to reverse. And they run to financial planners and start saying, I do reverse mortgages. And please don't do that. <laughs> Read the books. I actually have it here. <laughs> <laughs> Wade Fow has a book and it's amazing. Get it on Amazon. Read the books, set your approach because the financial planners are also very intelligent, especially with numbers. So they're going to need to model. They're going to need to ask. If you can't explain what the expected rate is, you need to not be talking to financial planners yet. If you can't explain how a lot of these things work, um, the 60% that Luke, you alluded to, the 60% cap that first year, you need to understand all of this because they're going to ask you and they 
are not going to have patience for you to go, I don't know. Let me get back to you right, because there's right. other reverse people knocking on their door who do know the answers. Um, I don't know why I jumped on that, but, um, but oh, financial planning tool. Yeah. So looking at the whole picture, one of my favorite favorite things is um, the strategy to be able to pull from your reverse mortgage line of credit when stocks are down like they are right now. Yeah, this year. Perfect. So I think we're down 20% in the stock market. So people who have a reverse mortgage line of credit, pull your funds from there instead of your assets with your retirement planner, because you when you pull those when it's down, they don't have the chance to recover. And your financial planner understands this. They'll explain it all. But what they don't fully understand is that they can use the reverse mortgage line of credit as funds instead, right? You can't just stop taking income because the market's down. You still need that income. Well, you just change the source. And studies have shown when you operate that way with the reverse mortgage, the overall retirement plan is much better. You can live longer. If, if those of you who've seen your retirement plan says you must die by this age. Well, that extends when you bring a reverse mortgage on. And a lot of the time, the overall legacy they're leaving to their kids is actually greater because we're not draining down all those assets right up front and then getting the reverse mortgage once we're desperate. Right. That's a really old train of thought way to do it. And it's not the most effective way. Right. And, and that's the, the biggest thing that people talked about. It's like, well, it's a loan of last resort, right? I mean, that was, you know, the, that was what people talked about way back when I was even in the industry. But uh, I, I'm sure people are still calling it that, you know, loan of last resort. But like, ultimately, like with the new qualification process, like it's not really a loan of last resort anymore because you, you do have to qualify to a certain extent. You do have to have, you know, enough residual income, enough, enough income coming in to cover your expenses in order to qualify for uh, something like this. And so I, mean, yeah. I really think it has turned into a more viable product for, uh, and, and really, I think it's it's better served for people that have a little bit more uh, income and, and retirement because, you know, again, you do have to qualify for it. So, uh, you know, use it in the way that it's, you know, better intended to or maybe not even intended to. But now that it's, you know, all these regulations, uh, you know, really allow you to do that. But but again, I mean, how do you learn how to do this? Like, what, where do you where do you get the knowledge? And, and, and the other thing you were talking about financial planners before I get into that financial planners have the same stigma that loan officers do and that the, the, the general market does. Right. So if you don't have all the facts and you're like, I, I do reverse mortgages, they're going to be like, now nah, reverse mortgages are scams. And how if you can't have a conversation about why they're not scams, then you know, they're just going to be like, yeah, see, I told you they're scams. These guys don't know what they're doing. These are just scams, right? So that's a, that's a huge Yeah. Point. A really, really good point because that's true. And they never use them anyway. So you just wasted your day trying to go after somebody who's not going to send you anything. Right. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but anyway, this, back to kind of my other point was like, how do you learn? Like, I mean, you, you learn from Wade. Like, how else are you kind of learning this knowledge or, you know, or did it just come from doing more reverses? <laughs> well, personally, I have had a a long, arduous road. (laughs) And so I personally try to help people not have to have that road. Um, Just a couple of tips right away. I keep books on my desk. Um, This is by Dan Holtquist, Understanding Reverse. It is a really good way to understand and simplify your reverse mortgage knowledge. Um, Then your lender lender has courses, of course. They're very topical. And what I found is that through my journey, the lender courses were very helpful for one specific topic at a time, but I didn't get the whole picture. It took, and I had mentors, thank goodness. I did have my father as a mentor. I had another mentor, Monty Howard, who is a CRMP as well for years in the industry. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's, he's just dear to my heart. He passed away. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, right? yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, that's funny, actually. I got this necklace in memory of him because oh, awesome. my – I, we we assumed his position when he oh, did okay. pass as the reverse leaders, and that's so funny you break that up and you know him. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, he was he was one of the big guys back you know back when I was in the space. And I do remember hearing a couple years back that he passed away, so that was pretty. Sad. He was big incredible, advocate, big advocate. Yeah, for sure. he he and his wife would take a motorhome and drive up the coast and meet all their clients along the way, getting apps in person, closing them in person. Mm. It was just a beautiful business model. Love it. But okay, so to answer your question, um, because I saw a gap in the market, right, there's a lot of product knowledge available at the lenders. Take it, absolutely take it. Sure. There's a lot of product knowledge available through books. So we've got Understanding Reverse by Dan Holquist. We've got The Retirement Researcher's Guide to Reverse Mortgages by Wade Fowl. What other ones do I have? Um, Wade has a Don Graves. Wade has a, yeah, Wade writes a lot. <laughs> um, Don Graves, Housing Wealth, and then I haven't read this one yet, but I do know the guy and I like and respect him. Um, so I'm assuming this is a good one. Uh, Home Equity and Reverse Mortgages by Harlan Akola. I think I'm oh. saying that right. Those are kind of the four basics for knowledge. But there was this gap in the market. And that's where people kept coming to me was, okay, how do I actually present this? How do I overcome the objections? How do I do this loan in a smooth, quick fashion? And one of the things, especially loan officers listening, you may have tried a reverse or maybe you've fumbled through three. That's probably the max I hear about with success before you really (laughs) come crashing down. Um, But so maybe you have fumbled through some, maybe an AE has been real, like an AE like you, Luke, has been really helpful and held your hand and done all the work for you. But you can't build a business that way. You're not going to get very far in reverse if you don't know what you're doing. If you're relying on others to do the work for you, what we see too is... Sometimes, Luke, I'm sure you were an amazing AE, but sometimes we get the wrong information from AEs. And so you really need to know your own stuff. You know, they're busy. They've got hundreds of clients they're trying to service. Um, So because of that, I created a coaching program that is more comprehensive for the loan officer on the front end. So it's there's a, a course I did where it starts from... Okay, somebody called me and said, I, I'm interested in reverse. What do I do? And it takes them all the way through the steps, structuring your loan, pricing it so that you're not taking advantage of your client because that is one possibility in reverse, especially if you don't know what you're doing. We see people who have a lot of confidence from being in the mortgage industry for 20, 30 years, but they don't know reverse. And so they're relying on that confidence and it's completely false confidence because when they get to reverse, a lot of the time, they're not pricing it in a way that's super favor or even favorable at all for their client. And they're just trying to max out their commission. And unfortunately, I wish that activity were not possible, but it is possible. Right. So it's really important that you know what you're doing and that you're building your business the right way and that you're sending your clients either doing it yourself or sending them to somebody who really does want to take care of them. And the commissions come. I mean, everybody who does anything in this business knows that if you take care of your client, the referrals roll in. It doesn't matter what you make on one deal. It matters what you make on a hundred deals over your years of work, you know, and you're not going to get to the hundred if you're trying to max out what's in it for you on that, on one loan ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent right. It's funny. Cause I remember talking to someone a while back and this guy closed maybe one or two transactions a month and he's like, man, I'm, I want to work somewhere where I can make 300, 300 bips on every transaction, but like no one will hire me. And I was like, well, yeah, no wonder. Cause you're trying to make 300 bips on every transaction. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and on the, on the reverse mortgage side, I mean, you can make very, very good money. And, and you know, again, back when I was an account executive, you know, one of the, I, I saw one person that did, you know, made 45,000 on the YSP plus, Plus, they took like, you know, the $6,000 origination on the front end, right? So, you know, again, it's not illegal, 
But like, I mean, you're making so much money in your YSP, you could at the very least waive your origination fee, and 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 you could even cover some of those closing costs, right? I mean, forty five thousand dollar check. It's just ridiculous already on, on something. It was a big loan, yeah. right? It was a California loan, um, big loan amount. Um, and this of was course, back when we were paying stupid amounts too. It was like you know, it's not quite, it's not quite as uh, high anymore. But still, uh, it, was, it was ridiculous. It was the biggest thing I ever saw. I mean, fifty five thousand dollars for a for a transaction was ridiculous. But I guarantee you, that was not a top producer because that that origination fee came out of the dollars proceeds dollar for dollar and there was absolutely no need for it mm-hmm. likely they also had a higher interest rate than that client really should have gotten, which translates to more proceeds. The lower the interest rate, the more proceeds the borrower gets. Right. And so not knowing this stuff, I bet that guy just send me a quote, Mr. AE, whoever his AE was, get me that quote. And he, he probably pegged it up once he saw the rate sheet, you know? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they don't understand that relationship that when you do that, it is your borrower's cost for doing right. that. Let right. a financial planner see your, your paperwork for that. <laughs> You'll ruin your business quick acting that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you just, just, to, to, to kind of get into a little bit of that, um, you know, how to market this product. And I know you're not a big fan of telling people how to market the product. Uh, but if you were to go out today, I think we talked a little bit about something right before we got on, but what would you do? What was one thing you would do today to go out and get more business? I started in-person networking and I think that opportunity is coming back. And the key that the biggest mistake I see forward loan officers do when they're trying to bring reverse business in is they go and say, well, I love, send me all your mortgages. Rates are whatever they are right now. I don't even know because I don't do forward. Um, And and you can refinance, you can get cash out. Oh, and by the way, I do reverse mortgages too. (laughs) And so now you have just split your identity in their mind because they don't see a reverse mortgage as something a regular mortgage loan officer typically does. They see a reverse mortgage as more of like a financial planning tool and they want someone who's specialized in it. And so that's my biggest thing is if you are trying to turn your practice to reverse to reverse, you need two sets of business cards. And this is how I started. I had my business card in my purse that was for regular mortgages. And I had my business card in my purse that was for reverse mortgages. And each looked like that's all I did. Depending on the conversation I was in, I would hand out the appropriate one. And you have to go get yourself in conversations. You will get grilled, but that's good. It will show you what you don't know. It will make you better. It will make you faster, stronger, You'll build yourself better. Um, But yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest tip I have. And truly, one of my methods is I do not teach people how to market for reverse unless I know they know what they're doing. And now you can show me that. I don't have to be your coach to, to understand that you know what you're doing. But... I just, I've seen too many loan officers. Um, I've coached hundreds of loan officers at previous companies and my coaching company now. And they just, they think it's easy. <laughs> so they go out there, they'd say, oh, I do reverse. Then they get somebody who says all the terrible things and they don't understand what to say back and they get scared and then they never want to bring up reverse again and right. they abandon it entirely. And or... They mess up a deal so badly, they get a horrible Google review and it ruins right. their entire business, not just the reverse side. Right. So it, this stuff is – the reason I have these methods is to protect the loan officer as well as the senior. Sure. And personally, I have helped change the reputation of reverse and it's on the uprise. I don't want a bunch of loan officers messing that up. So right. I'm trying to lead by example and teach as many people as I can because they're, you're the professional. They're looking to you to know this stuff. 
and you should know it. It's a mortgage. I love it. I love it. And and to, in the in the true spirit of of the show, and obviously flipping the status quo on real estate agents, is there any way that uh, using this reverse mortgage product that you can bring some sort of other type of value to reverse more, you know, not, sorry, not to reverse mortgage to real estate agents that they might not otherwise get. Absolutely. If loan officers don't understand reverse, realtors really don't understand reverse. And they don't have somebody in their mind, typically, that they like, trust, and know does reverse. They may not know anyone that does reverse, period. But they may know a loan officer who said, oh, yeah, by the way, I do reverse too. But they didn't prove it. They've never sent them any business. They don't really trust that relationship. So if you can be that person, just say, I'm a resource for you because there is the H4P product. I want to talk about that in just a minute. But before we get there, I want everybody to know that once you've pigeonholed yourself as the reverse person, you stay in their mind as that. How many, Lou, this is probably the best question for you. How many loan officers, do you think the average real estate agent keeps in their head when they think of, oh, oh, I've got a new client. They need pre-qualified. How many names do you think spin around in their head? Well, I mean, uh, if you're talking to the average person, they all say three. Oh, I got three. I got three. But you know, okay. they probably have 10, 15, 20, 30 people calling every single Monday at the very least, right? I mean, especially, especially right now. now. The, yeah, especially now that the <laughs> rates are, are up, right? You know, everybody's yeah. calling real estate agents. So, you know, yeah. generally I would say three to five, though, is probably what they're, you know, the max amount of people okay. that they're probably working with on a regular basis, right? I mean, you know, unless you're like a yeah. super top producer or something. So so three to five, compare that to one reverse person. Typically, they only have space in their head for one person per niche, right? right. They've got their 1003 exchange person. They've got their investment property person. They've got their DCSR, all those various specialists. Reverse is a specialty for them. Yep. And the cool thing is you talk to realtors about the purchase reverse mortgage loan because it can help them create listings, which mm-hmm. will draw them to you absolutely. Uh, you've got to go into my content on I've got a Facebook group. You've got to learn how to do this stuff before sure. you start talk about it. But you can help them create listings. You can help them create business where there wasn't any before with this reverse mortgage, partially just like loan officers, there's not that many of us. There are really not that many real estate agents who truly understand the power of the reverse purchase loan. Mm-hmm. So you talk to them about that, but then you become the reverse expert in their head who they're going to go to. So that you will get questions and you answer those questions and you start supporting and building that relationship. And then what happens is beautiful. Love it. Then their social network naturally comes to ask them about reverse mortgages because so-and-so's father needs one but he doesn't want to move. So they end up sending you all the refinances too. So you end up just being the person they send the refinance reverse mortgages to and the purchase reverse mortgages and you help them grow their business. And instead of asking them for leads, now suddenly you're having people come to you to talk about the reverse purchase and you're handing the lead to the real estate agent. Right, right. And you're in control, which is really important in reverse because the agent doesn't know what it is. The other side agent doesn't know what it is. Seller, if the seller chose title and escrow, they don't typically know what the heck they're doing. And so the transaction can become out of control if you don't run it. And so starting with, I gave you that lead, this is my lead, can really help. And for my real estate agents, I get them to choose the title and escrow that I know what they're doing or that they, I know they know what they're doing. Uh, And that makes the whole transaction go so much smoother. So there's a huge opportunity here, but it's not a free opportunity. You have to put in the work right, right, and it can pay off in big ways. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And I think I think that's huge. I mean, it's one of the biggest things that, that I talk about is, you know, being able to give leads back to to real estate agents. And that is one big thing, right? With Heckin' for Purchases, which is kind of what she was talking about, is you're actually able to, a lot of times people need to downsize, right? So that, that turns into a listing, right? This person needs to downsize into a smaller property. Maybe this was their home that they had their kids in, all that kind of stuff, and they're wanting to move into something smaller. Great. Now you have a listing and a buy side, right? A list and a buy side a lot of times uh, that you can get them into because they're listing that house and in the future, they're going to buy their future house with a hack and for purchase, um, which, you know, obviously is a great thing for, for real estate agents to get, you know, double the transactions uh, from one deal pretty much. Um, I have a presentation, but just one slide of it talks about how everybody's going after millennials, but boomers are about the same size demographic, but they already own their homes. Right. <laughs> millennials, a lot of them, those are the first buyers. So you're not helping your agent get a listing, which is what they really want. Right. The reverse mortgage purchase loan can help create those listings and the buy. And silver divorce is on the rise. So a really cool thing, if anybody out there is listening, is dealing with this, you can help them turn the home, the marital home, into two purchases. If they're selling that home, that mm-hmm. real estate agent now, instead of just getting a listing and then they go to the win because they don't have enough to buy again without a payment, which most people don't want in retirement, now they can actually help both of those people purchase again and right. and experience home equity. That's really an important investment, you know? I mean, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> they know that, but you're the power behind it. They don't understand any of this is possible without you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, that's huge. Uh, it's huge. And again, I think uh, you hit it right on the head that, uh, you know, if loan officers don't know what this is, you, you're darn sure that uh, re- uh, real estate agents do not know what a reverse mortgage is and how to use it. Uh, so you get educated, you become the go-to person. In no time, you're going to be Christina, the next guru in the reverse mortgage space, you know, crushing it and, and you know, having, having all t- kinds of success. So I, I hope that. so. The market penetration of reverse is under 3%. So right. it, there's just a huge ocean of opportunity. I hope there are many me's out there and that the whole concept of reverse mortgages changes and everyone goes, oh, it's just a financial tool. It's a great retirement product. I have one. My neighbor yeah. has one and openly talks about it. So I, please, it. by all means. <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah. And I, I think I think the stat is like, what, 10,000 people turn 62 every day or something like that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there if we can just, you know, if we can just get more people that understand the product. I think that's really the biggest thing. I mean, it's, it's been the, the same way even when I was in the industry. It's all, it always came down to education, right? Mm-hmm. Educating uh, is, is where it's going to take us to that next level where there is more market penetration. So Absolutely. thank you so much for your time, Christina. But before we go, where if someone wanted to learn a little bit more about your coaching program or just kind of connect with you online, where can they find some more information about you? Yeah, Facebook. Really simple. I run a free Facebook training group for loan officers. Um, you can message me. I'll send you the link. Just Christina Harms Heike on Facebook. I don't think there's more than one of me. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> don't say Hika because she might slap you. You know. After, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the video goes down. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so find her on Facebook, message her, get into her Facebook group, learn a lot more. She's got a ton of free resources. I'm always tagging her in posts when people are asking about reverse mortgages because again, she's positioned herself as the reverse mortgage, uh, you know, guru, the reverse mortgage queen. And, uh, you know, it, it makes sense when someone shows you that they're the expert. It just, it just goes to show. I mean, again, I, I've never even met Christine other than being online. And then yet I'm over here tagging her in a bunch of posts just because I've seen <laughs> her content. So think about this as you're kind of trying to grow your business, become known for something 
Um, even if it isn't reverse mortgages, even if it's something else, right? VA, FHA, first time home buyers, whatever it is, if you become known for something, you're more likely to attract that business versus thinking that you're, you know, you're going to lose business if you, if you only talk about one thing. Um, you know, so that's super important. So thank you so much, Christina, for being here and for everyone listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans On Demand podcast.